You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. You'll see, and then, you know, it sucks when we have days where we're just not putting it together. Um, and obviously, you know, there just wasn't a lot of juice out there from us. And, you know, it's disappointing when you're not able to put those plays together, but we just got to find a way as a whole to, you know, come together. Um. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. If you missed uh, Jason Wilney, you can listen back. Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. Brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Go to revivepros.com. You have water damage, smoke damage, need mold remediation, asbestos issues. Basically, if something's wrong with your home or business, Revive Restoration can help revive your home or business back to its previous form and probably better. So go see the team over at Revive Restoration. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside former Badger Chris Orr. And this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Alex Sheaf, the mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's crushing Coors Light. Absolutely. Jason Wildey crushed his thoughts on the Green Bay Packers. And again, that's available Wisconsin on the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. And uh, I, want, I referenced it earlier. Can we hear the audio from the... Um, What's that from Jordan Love? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just that consistency. Um, I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules, you know, in the offense. As consistent as we can be in the plays, and um, it just comes down to us being on the same page. And I don't think we have that right now. We're still kind of, you know, growing, going through those growing pains right now. But, um, you know, I think there's definitely spurts of it, and uh, it's awesome to see. And then, you know, it sucks when we have days where we're just not putting it together. Um, and obviously, you know, there wasn't a lot of juice out there from us. And, you know, it's disappointing when you're not able to put those plays together. But we just got to find a way as a whole to, you know, come together um, and be able to turn that around right there. Oh, that's tough. I mean, that's just uh, basically what he alluded to is not having veteran leadership, to mm-hmm. be honest. You know, that's what, that's where the consistency comes into play at, to be honest. It comes from the vets. And I wouldn't say that that's just demoralizing to hear as a Packers fan because, you know, there's six practices in. You know, they they have – there's plenty of time before the season even starts. So – it's not demoralizing, but it's it is alluding to the fact that we don't have that much veteran leadership, and that's why the consistency is lacking. But the fact that he said they have spurts, and that's usually what you get when you have a young offense, is that you might be too high coming off of those days. You know, you might feel like, oh man, we had an amazing day. This is just what's this is just what's supposed to happen, and instead of uh, willing it to happen every single day, so it's it's it, it'll get better. I, I think you got. You got plenty of time. They'll figure it out. But the Packers are, from the front office perspective, they kind of taking the approach of we're going to let the young guys roll and almost saying that this is going to pay off here in two or three years. But And I know that's not something that Packers fans wants, want to hear. And and t- to be frank, you know, that's not necessarily how the NFL works. You know, I think the NFL works on a year-to-year basis, to be honest. Every year you're trying to build a team to win the Super Bowl. And you don't – that's that's good to hear if this is a college and we got all these freshmen coming in and all right yeah we might struggle some but they got talent they'll get their experience and when they're all juniors we'll make a push for the playoffs but 
That's not something you want to hear in it from an NFL team. There, Wildy kind of echoed the concerns I've had this entire offseason with Jordan Love, that the Packers do not seem like a team that have set Jordan Love up for yeah. success. And you can like Christian Watson all you want, and mm-hmm. I, you should. And same with Romeo Dobbs, but these are still second-year players. Yes. And I think they're going to have... Let's. I'm just kind of using some numbers, not specifically, but let's say last year that Christian Watson played up to his peak potential 40% of the time last year. Romeo Dobbs, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Watson, I, I mean, I think he has a very high ceiling, so I'm just saying that he didn't do that all the time. I think there was probably six outstanding games from Watson, a couple duds, and a couple of just fine games. So right. however you want to break that out, you can double that and still – you know, maybe sixty-five percent of the time, and right. and so, but even if he's playing great, now you have the young quarterback who has to mm-hmm. hit. So you have all these things that have to hit at one time, but then you also have to have this situation where you're playing a team with a defense that can't defend. Because when you have even Alan Lazard, you still had to pay attention to him yep. to allow. Now Christian Watson gets the number one attention with someone over the top of him. He's not going to mm-hmm. sneak up on anyone. Then Romeo Dobbs. Well, you're going to get more coverage on him, mm-hmm. and then you have rookie tight ends. So everyone in this offense is going to have more attention on them than they're used to, yeah. and Aaron Jones is not going to have open lanes to run into. Everything we say about the Badger football team and Braylon Allen is the reverse for the Packers and, <laughs> and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon right now. So there's this domino effect that just doesn't ex- set up the passing game or Jordan Love for success that even if he's capable, and honestly, the only thing I can think of, and I hesitate to do this, but if you look to the South in Chicago, mm-hmm. they looked at Justin Fields. Dan Orlovsky said this yesterday, that Justin Fields looked capable mm-hmm. in what could have been the worst skill position and offensive line scenario in all of football last year. So Chicago kind of had to see and kind of look through the mess and figure yeah. out, yes, we saw enough out of Fields, leadership, mm-hmm. poise, athleticism, all these things to say, we're going to invest. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say the Packers' O-line is definitely better than what Chicago had last year. And the receiving right now, barring injury, because that was a whole other part of it. Yeah. Chicago had some other players, but then Claypool got hurt, Mooney got hurt, and then mm-hmm. you were throwing to Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis. Yeah. Watson gets hurt. Now you're talking about Reed, but he's a slot receiver. And then Torre. I mean, so there's no depth on yeah. top of it. And so that's... The concern I would have as a Packers fan is that they're not really setting Love up to look successful to the average fan, at least, because they might be able to see through it, the coaching staff, but otherwise, like, you're asking Love to carry a bunch of guys who maybe aren't even ready to be carried. Yeah, for sure. As the in house Packers fan, (laughs) I mean, you, you mentioned there's a thing to have concern about in this whole show. I'm sitting here and I am concerned because there's nothing really. There's no like true spark of hope. Like there's a there's excitement, there's intrigue, but there's not anything that I can sit back and be like, okay, we have this. Like we've had Aaron Rodgers forever, we've had mm-hmm. Devontae Adams forever. We we've got like Jair. Okay, got Keyshawn <laughs> Nixon. Yeah, but like that, those are two players, and the rest of it is genuinely concerning. And so as a Packer fan, I'm I'm just kind of sitting here unsure what to do and what yeah. to make of it because it's for the first time it feels like the Packers are. Borderline hopeless. Yeah, I think you got to put your hope into Coach LaFleur. I think that's the 
That's that's the answer. He's the he's the differentiator there. He has to find a way to make Jordan Love get comfortable and get this offense going. And I think the way to do that is running the ball and involving Jordan Love in the run game. Just like just like Chicago had to do with Justin Fields. Like you're gonna have to use his athleticism at some point in order to take some stress off of the receivers, to be honest. It's not necessarily the stress that's just on Jordan Love, but running the ball efficiently with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and then even running the ball some with Jordan Love will help open up the pass game and help you know, get some of that coverage over the top off of uh, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and allow some of these young receivers to come into their own, You know, just getting them out in space and just giving them the ball and say, hey, here, get comfortable, catch this rock, make something happen. It's still football. So it's, it's going to come from Coach LaFleur. He, he's going to have to find a way to get creative and – and create some plays for this offense. And I, I think all that can happen. It's just a matter of all of it happening all the right times and yep. actual wins. Mm-hmm. Like you can see enough out of these guys to say, okay, we're rolling into Jordan Love. But yep. that's why I keep on going back to six wins for this team. Mm-hmm. Because I would say Chicago was 0 8 last year in one score games. Mm-hmm. And Packers have better skill position wide receivers uh, than Chicago had last year. And their O line is definitely better. Mm-hmm. And I would say even the running backs are better. It's just the quarterback is the difference there from last year's team. That team won three games. So I right. think six. Maybe seven feels about right. Yeah, that you, you have, you, you just it's gonna be tough to win games, and they don't have a kicker to to, to knock it yeah. down right now. So yeah. that's where I think you can. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm taking hope from the play of Love and Watson and Dobbs, and not wins and losses. Yes, because I think that is could cause a lot of heartburn. Uh, Chris, or before we go to break here, do you know USFL Panthers quarterback Josh Love? Yeah. So he has worked out with the Green Bay Packers. Uh-oh. So give us, uh, he completed 90% of his passes in the first game of the season, uh, yeah. set a record this year. Uh, so give us a little scouting report on Josh Love. All right, Josh Love, he's a rhythm quarterback, I will say that. Uh, if, he under, if he can understand the scheme to a certain degree, he will be really good. Uh, he's not really that good of off-rhythm plays. Uh, what I will say, though, is that Magoo is a better quarterback than him. So, okay. uh, just to be fair, he Magoo is a better quarterback than him. You probably have more hope in Magoo than than Josh making that team. But uh, Josh is a good player. He's a good player. He's poised. Uh, Michigan didn't have that good of an offensive line, and you know he was fighting for his life and still you know delivering the ball, making the right decision for the most part. So Josh can he can make it happen. So he uh, very interesting. He played his ball at San Jose State mm-hmm. is, is where he played his ball. Yep. And not nothing big there, but hey, you know what? Uh, maybe he's a guy that can be a good camp body. Or They're working him out? What? Do they have an injury or something? Sean Clifford is their backup, Chris. I think you should be bringing in anyone. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Uh, before we go to break, Packers may not be winners, but you can go be a winner at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Uh, nearly $12 million in jackpots in July at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. Go be a winner. Biggest win so far this year, nearly $250,000. I think they're due for a million-dollar winner. That's what it feels like to me. So go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're going to throw some stones next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit the 
out a day Husband's a CPA Her dreams went out the door When she turned 24 Only loved just one man What happened to her plan? She was gonna be an actress She was gonna be a star She was gonna shake it right On the hood of... Brother Jenna Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio Get into the show 844-770-3776 we are now, by we, I mean Chris Orr, Jim Rutledge, Alex G. We're going to throw some stones. Mm. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. So every day, one of us lovely producers goes through the internet, finds the most interesting stories we can. We present them to you for you to debate, give points, and then I will be awarding you points, and one of you will go home the victor. Today, we're going to start with a little bit of uh, Badgers talk. We've been doing a lot of it so far, and Badgers offensive coordinator had this to say about his favorite things. My wife, I think, I think the thing I love the most after my wife and my kids are slot receivers. <laughs> what is your third favorite thing, Jim Rutledge? Initially, I thought he said slot machines, which I was like, you know, you go to Ho-Chunk game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my slot machines. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, I guess I would just say, like, sports. Yeah, I mean, it, obviously it's the job, but the job, we're very lucky. We get to talk about sports for a living. But yeah, it's my family, which includes my kids, mm-hmm. and then sports. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't really matter. This I, I like all the sports. I think, honestly, NBA might be my, my favorite, but at the same time, my favorite team is probably the Bears. So it's kind of yeah. one of those weird things of like, for, for your team, I'm more into the team for specific sports. The NBA, right. though, I like... Every team, yeah. like, I'll just watch anyone Players, play. Yeah. But like when you're like every other sport, it's my team, whatever that is. Right. Uh, even even college football, like I follow the Badgers, and then I'll I'll catch the other ones, the big games, the bowl mm-hmm. games, like that kind of stuff is is big. But NBA is what I can just sit down and watch. I can watch Memphis take on the Heat, and I'll be yeah. I'll be into it. Football, that's my answer, man. Football, anything football. football. <laughs> I'll watch any football game, man. As long as it's a competitive game. I don't want to watch somebody get blown out. But any competitive football game, I'll watch it. No matter the level. It could be Little League. If it's the best two Little League teams playing, I'm going to watch them play. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me. Probably after that, I'd say uh, my second is probably combat sports, to be honest. Okay. That's probably my second sport, to be honest. Yeah, you do like just violence. Uh, So Jimmy Butler is offering to play anybody at his basketball camp in Florida one-on-one for the low, low price of $699. But it got me thinking, if you could play any player in in history, in any sport, who would it be and why? We're going to start with you, Chris. Mm. Oh, that's a good question. I'd want an Oklahoma drill with like Adrian Peterson. I want an Oklahoma drill with Adrian Peterson. I when I when I was in Carolina, I thought I was gonna have the opportunity to hit him, but it ended up being a play action pass. So <laughs> I need that back. I want an Oklahoma drill with Adrian Peterson or like Christian Okoye, somebody like that. Somebody that'll just want to run me over. I need that. Um, I mean, I probably if I went 
back in the day, on it, I would just I would go Jordan, yeah. just one on one. But you get destroyed. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm getting destroyed by anyone, Chris. If you have played, <laughs> you know, professional sports. I'm getting I'm getting worked in anything here, so it doesn't matter. Uh, maybe we call it like a. Uh, uh, it's a game of horse. I'd still horse. lose, but I could steal one. Yeah, maybe get an H sure. on Jordan, for sure. and then have one of those stories where, like, I, I get an him. H. I do the, <laughs> I do the shoulders, <laughs> and then Jordan just murders me. Like, yeah, that'd be a hell of a story. So yeah, I mean, I'll go with Jordan. Hopefully, you might I can... be able to beat him as long as you just gotta tell him like he can't dunk. Or right? Something yeah. Like oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get him. Yeah. Maybe. You might be able to get him. So the NFL preseason kicks off this week, believe it or not, the Hall of Fame game. Um, have you been in the past a fan of the Hall of Fame game, and will you be watching Jim Rutledge? Mm. Um, it's still preseason. I think preseason's really gotten to the point of, honestly, I, I think even the players say it, it's those closed-door practices with mm-hmm. other teams that come to your, your facility is like the real mm-hmm. test now. So even the preseason games at any level aren't the same. I mean, I'm interested for like the first drive or two because it is almost like a ceremonial like first pitch sort of like, all right, football's back, the pads are back. And then honestly, with having, and I don't cover the Badgers on day-to-day as I I used to, but back in the day, it's like, okay, well, if there's a few guys I knew that used to cover the Badgers, or they might play a lot in a game like that. And and so if there's people that I remember from college, whether it's covering them or otherwise, well, then I I do want to see it through and see what happens. Right. I I wouldn't say necessarily I'm just a fan of Watching the game, but I I've grown to the point now where I know I know so many people playing in these preseason games that I'll I'll want to watch them and support them. But outside of that, I mean, yeah, I like watching the preseason games more so just because I like uh, I like football, man. I just like watching ball. <laughs> football. <laughs> okay, we've got two bonus points on the line here. Uh, Jim Rutledge. will actually no. We'll start with you, Chris. Oh, who's playing in the in the Hall of Fame game? <laughs> Cleveland and the Jets. I'll roll with him. All right, you both get it. All right, that, was, <laughs> that was cheap. I, I should have made you write it down or something along those lines. Uh, we got another one here. I was at a little party this weekend, the other, and, and it was with a bunch of my Frisbee friends. We started to play some drinking games. I had a blast. I had a rougher morning. Oh. Um, at what age are you too early or too, too old to play drinking games? Jim Rutledge, we'll start with you Ooh. because... I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> uh, at what age are you too old? I don't know if you're ever too old to play a drinking game. It's just a matter of you have to play within the age range of people you're yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, or or have like an established role there. Like if my ki- you know at this point now I'd be like in the long future if my kids are over and we play like quarters or some sort of like card game yeah. and their friends are there. I was like, if I'm in the role and not weirdo, just old dad guy hanging out <laughs> with their friends and just being the the, the dad at the party, okay. Right. Uh, so I, otherwise, if you're playing uh, cups or ping, well, any of those things there, then you just play whatever. At any, at any age, you yeah. play as much as you want, as long as you can hang and not a, you know over drinking or yeah. messing up your, your next day if it's an important day. Like, yeah. Play the games as long as you want. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't agree. I think the I think the most important <laughs> thing you said was playing with people in your age range. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're 40 and you're playing a whole bunch of 21 year olds, hey, you're tripping, bro. You're tripping. It's time to go home, brother. And as long as you don't have anything going on the next day, yeah, you're fine. I don't, I don't think there's an age limit on drinking games at all. As long as you can hang, as long as you're not a angry drunk or something yeah. like yeah. that, you're going to ruin the party. 
then you can play. I set my old. I just don't like being hungover, so I just kind of set my old. My that's my. <laughs> it's just not the juice is not worth the squeeze anymore. Like I'll have a drink or two at night. I'll have a Coors Light or any of our Throwback Thursday drinks or anything like that. But it's a drink, maybe two. Uh, if we're camping, maybe a couple more, just because it's a longer day. You can yeah. kind of day drink there. But I'm not. I don't want to be hungover. It's not pleasant. I don't oh, want to deal man. with it anymore. And I got little kids. They don't care you're hungover. So drink some electrolytes between. Right. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. Yeah, drink electrolytes true. between. True. You'll be good. There you go. All right. We got time for one more here, and it is that in Australia, scientists have discovered a new venomous snake breed. What is scarier, a venomous snake? Or a poisonous spider or a scorpion? Of the three, what is the scariest? Jim mm. Rutledge, we're starting with you. Ooh, man. Mm. Ah, th- those are all tough. Uh, I uh, Snakes are so gross to me. And just, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I don't know, just some sort of demon uh, there. So <laughs> I'll go, but I'm going to go with, like, a spider just from the idea of, you know, you pull up your, sh- you could slide into bed and not know the spider's there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so like they're just sneakier. Mm-hmm. Like a snake, they're usually like around. They all mm-hmm. are awful. Scorpions, don't, not great either. But I'll go with spider because they're a little bit sneakier, yeah. stealthier. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with spider too, but I'm going to go with spider because like if you see a scorpion, you're going to get away from a scorpion because you figured they're venomous anyway. Yeah, yeah. You see a snake, you're going to wait. You're going to get away from a snake because you figure it's venomous anyway. Yeah. But a spider, like. You don't know. You have no idea. If it just bites you, then you lose your arm in the morning. Like, right, what's yeah, going yeah. on, bro? So, well, yeah, my, uh, it was my wife's grandmother. She got bit by some sort of spider, like a lawn spider or like some sort of garden. Like she was out like doing uh, gardening work and some spider. She didn't realize she got bit, but she got mm. bit and her hand was swollen up. She had to go to the doctor. But I mean, I guess if she didn't get it taken care of, like, she could have lost her arm or something like mm. that. But it was just such an innocuous thing that she didn't even think Great. about it. And it was so small and it, the bite wasn't even that bad. So, uh, just on a, a side note here, as we just go adrift for a second Uh-oh. here, this is Rutledge and Hamilton. Have either of you seen the movie, the, the TV show Last of Us on HBO? Um, yes. No. Okay, so Last of Us in general, the premise of it is like people become zombies, but it's because this sort of uh, this like fungus uh, mutates, and this mm. c- in theory could happen, but it can't happen. Like it's just, right. but it's a really fun idea of like. It's like the Da Vinci Code of like, okay, you're just taking something that's real and just pushing it past reality like five percent. Right. right. And so it's like, hey, what happened if, if this impossible thing happened? Happened because it'll do this. This fungus will like can like seize control of like an ant or other mm. ant and make it do right. what it wants it to do as right. the fungus. So in theory, it's like, could that ever jump to humans? Clearly, it can't. But in the show, it does, and it's a really interesting premise. So I learned because uh, I have little kids who learn these things that daddy long legs are actually the very venomous and like the most yeah. venomous uh, spider to humans. So my idea for this million dollar, uh, whether it's a show or a movie, is to have it where there's some sort of mutation where the daddy long legs, which are everywhere, figure out because their teeth are basically they don't have the ability to bite mm-hmm. that they figure out that ability to bite. Ooh. Could you imagine? Ooh. We would be in trouble as Ooh. a species. We would be in trouble. It would be, uh, we would be in some real trouble. So that's my million-dollar deal trademarked. All right, Jim. That's a million-dollar idea, and that's a one-point victory All right. for yeah. Jim Rutledge. You got to watch. Uh, you ever seen this movie called Eight-Legged Freaks? No, I don't think I have. Man, it's, where, it's this movie where this is one of my biggest fears, by the way. I don't know what happens, but something happens to where all of these spiders just become gigantic. 
So my one of my biggest fears is waking up in the morning and like just a common house flies the size of like a chihuahua. <laughs> okay, yeah. My goodness, I'm telling you, right between right between the eyebrows, I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> I, I don't want to live to see that. <laughs> While we're on the topic of these three scary things, my biggest fear because I remember seeing a news story about it when I was like six years old. Snakes in the toilet. Oh, yeah. You got your yeah. dangly bits down there. Yeah. I don't yeah. want any yeah. of it. Yeah. I'm yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> don't ever watch not somewhat not snakes, but for spiders. Don't ever watch anaconda because oh, it's all these yeah. different ways. Uh, anaconda and then also arachnophobia. Both of those. Are like if you have a fear of, of snakes or fear of spiders, both those movies will get you. Yeah. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton mm. presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Edison's trusted Kia dealership. Legend Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. And uh, if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend or any day of the week, you can check out Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You can have a a great uh, romantic dinner over there. You can have a business dinner over there. You can host an event there. Uh, You can just go to the Horseshoe Bar and enjoy the uh, best happy hour in Madison, the sizzle, swizzle, and swirl happy hour. Make sure to say... Hi to our friend Lee over there. We'll have him on next uh, month again. We're doing this thing called Let Matt Cook, where Matt and Lee kind of nerd out about some some uh, cooking things, and <laughs> and Matt gets uh, he gets chuffed. This is his favorite word, but he gets very excited uh, and pleased with himself when Lee says that Matt does a good job. So uh, we'll be sure to to have Lee on again. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, and uh, I wanted to get to some breaking news. Well, that button doesn't work. All righty. <laughs> Well, that's not the Breaking News sounder, but uh, Metro Key of Madison is the uh, sponsor of Breaking News here on ESPN Madison. Metro Key of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership, bringing you trusted Breaking News here. The Milwaukee Brewers have added another arm, Andrew Chafin. Uh, he comes over from the Diamondbacks, and his ERA is 419, eight saves this year, 49 strikeouts. And what I think, well, actually, I shouldn't even say think. I know Brewer fans are going to love this dude. Honestly, looks like he could be related to Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Got the long hair. Could be a mullet. Hard to tell under the hat. Got the mustache. Uh, seemed, it really, from what I gather, he was on the Cubs for a little bit too. Clubhouse mm. favorite. And a player that I, I think that fans will will flock to. So, mm. And, it, and I'm, we don't, well, I don't get into Brewer's talk, but I'll say this. If this is what the Brewers do around the trade deadline, I think that's perfect. Because I think they're good enough to win the division. But we saw it in Atlanta, and just overall, they're not good enough to compete truly for a World Series. So don't sell your soul to still lose in the playoffs. Just do some small yeah. moves in the margins, compete, win the division. At least you're in the in the dance, but mm. it, they seem too far away to yeah. really make it worthwhile. They, I think, were slept in four games by Atlanta. And, and so uh, I think that was a, an eye-opener for them, but yeah. in a good way of like, let's not get crazy here. Let's just do some small, simple trades and, and get a little bit better so you can lock down the division, which I think is fully attainable for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. Just keep building, man. Keep building along. That's Absol- a good plan. Absolutely. And uh, we are we did talk some Badger football a little bit earlier in the show. 
Uh, Alex Strofe has stood me up, so we'll have to see <laughs> if uh, we can get to that at, at some point. I did ask him if he wanted to to join us uh, at some point, but I did want to hear uh, from Tanner uh, Mordecai. He did speak a little bit here, and he talked a little bit about uh, Oklahoma State transfer uh, Bryson Green, and we talked about him earlier. Let's hear what Tanner had to say about him. Bryson's going to be a playmaker for us. He's going to be a for us. You know, what he did at Oklahoma State speaks for itself. Um, I think you know, his productivity there is going to translate here, no problem. Um, he's consistent. He's, he's very physical and strong receiver. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what he does this fall. And he had, I think, 36 catches and five touchdowns at Oklahoma State. So mm-hmm. that's that's something there, Chris. Yeah, that is something. That is something. That should translate, to be honest. That should translate. Um, yeah, I'm just eager to see you know, how these numbers will start to drop off for our receivers, you know, once you get down into those winter months, you know, playing in November and maybe we get a couple of snowstorms. I want to see how the offense looks then. I know that, you know, obviously we can always still run the ball, but I wonder if we'll still be able to sling it a little bit in the snow. That That is a really uh, good question. We'll have to kind of, we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah. I'm sure if we ask uh, Tanner about that, he's going to say, oh yeah, we'll get it done. Uh, he did also have some things to say with, with Chimray Dika. There's some talented players returning, and Tanner talked a little about that, about the returning wide receivers. I think the guys who have been here kind of have his chip on their shoulder because uh, I mean, the media has written them off like, like as much as anyone else as far as you know their productivity or what they put on the field, but I mean, I don't think the offense that they were in gave them a fair chance to show what they have. And, uh, I'm especially excited to see see those guys perform. You know, we utilize the transfer portal to our advantage. You know, with additions like Bryson, CJ, and Will Quincy. I mean, we really have we have a good group. So I'm excited to see them. Mm. That's yeah. That's that's a pretty fair statement to say. I think we had talented receivers on on roster already. You know, um, guys like Tim. You know, Juice, Skylar Bell. So. It's, it's going to be fun to see them, you know, get into this scheme and be able to show, you know, their talent a little more, you know. But having the transfers, it doesn't mean that those guys won't play. You know, they're all going to have to rotate because you run this up-tempo offense. It's, it's hard to ask somebody to run six goals in a row. So, <laughs> so everybody's going to play. So you're going to see a little bit of everybody, and everybody's going to be able to show, you know, what they have. So I'm excited for those guys for sure. And this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're hearing a little bit of some clips here from Tanner Mordecai at Badger Media Day. And he, Tanner Mordecai, and I don't want to get to it right away here, but he had three words to describe Phil Longo's offense. Chris, what three words do you think he would use to describe? Hmm. You don't have to be exact, but type of words even that he would uh, use to describe probably, Phil Longo's offense. Probably something like uh, fast, exciting. Explosive? Yeah, explosive. Maybe that's exciting. I wish, yeah. I wish he said violent. <laughs> An offense is usually like not violent. Let's hear from Tanner <laughs> Mordecai. Dynamic, mm. di- explosive, and fast. Oh, there you go. All right. Di- Two for three. Hey, that, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully hopefully we see all that this year, man. Hopefully we see all of it. It's, there's like a, it's a good and bad thing to have this much excitement because then you can just get destroyed if you're not living up to it, to be honest. <laughs> What's that? So I say there's a there's two sides to this coin of this excitement for the for the Badger football team is that you know you live up to it everything's perfect but if not then you're just setting yourself up to get destroyed to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, this is uh, so that was Tanner Mordecai. Those are some of the comments from him today and. 
Uh, there is a lot to be excited about uh, mm-hmm. with this football team here. And we did ask the question earlier today, our first Iron Jock poll question. And the question was, what are you most excited about for the Badgers this season? Well, now we have almost 3% on the defense, uh, 61% on the offense, 30% on Luke Fickle, uh, 7% on new players, and 3% on the new look defense. The defense should be above the new players. Like, come on, man. Well, the new players are mostly offensive players, are they not? I guess. Well, there's Still. a lot of new defensive players in the secondary, at least. Yeah. Come on, man. Defense. Okay. But, like, if you're eating the same, like, excellently cooked meal, right? It's your favorite meal. You're eating it every day mm-hmm. for weeks and weeks on end. And then all of a sudden, someone comes to you and, let's say, what you were eating was steak. Like, you're eating this beautiful steak dinner oh. two, three times a week, all the time. And, and it's an excellent meal. But someone comes to you and is like, hey, I've got some, some you know, duck. This roasted mm. duck. And you're like, oh, that, that actually sounds really nice. So maybe you switched out one night. You're really excited about that. The defense is still what you're eating. That's what is feeding you. That's what mm. is, you know, it's tried and true. It's great. But that duck's pretty exciting. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm probably the worst person to use this analogy with because if that was me, I probably would have turned down a duck because I'm like, I don't know how this is going to taste. It sounds good. I don't know how this is going to taste. But this steak that I've been eating, is amazing every day. <laughs> so I'm going to eat the steak. I'll take a nibble of that duck, but I'm going to eat this steak. That's just me personally. Huh. <laughs> uh, we'll talk a little bit more of it uh, on the other side. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. I am Jim Rutledge alongside former Badger Chris or Alex G, America's favorite Alex, uh, behind the glass. And we've been talking some Badger football and some uh, Green Bay Packers. Also touched on the Bre- the Brewers news where they uh, acquired a relief pitcher for, uh, was it Andrew Chapin from the Diamondbacks? So that one is exciting there. Just in the idea, like it does give them a better chance. As far as you know, finishing out the season strong, but I, I don't think they sold their soul to get that move done. So I think it's a, a perfect type of move for the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. Also, again, as I mentioned, and you can chime in on it, uh, Chapin looks like he could be related to Matt Hamilton. That much <laughs> I, I think is also fair. We'll get Matt's thoughts on that when he returns uh, after this week. He's at like Olympic tryouts right now, Chris, Ooh. and he has to. We can. Honestly, I wanted to get to Carbon and do like a, a little bit of like have all of us run through this, but yeah. Matt will tell you like he he doesn't do great at it. But it does seem silly that they basically have all the athletes do the same test. What? It doesn't make any yeah. So and it's like a lot of like it sounded the way he described it very similar to like your presidential test like in middle school gym class. Oh, you know, it's like how many push-ups sweet, can you do in yeah. like a minute or, or thirty seconds? You have to uh, do like the shuttle drill and these other things. 
And in my head, I'm like, what do these have to do with Kurt? Like, you'd think that you'd have more an advanced look at what these guys at at their sport uh, instead of just some generic baseline. And uh, apparently he said it's still more of like a generic baseline. Yeah, that's that's weird. That doesn't that really doesn't make that much sense. Maybe they're just trying to make sure that your heart is healthy enough to do physical activity. But at the same time, like. It was just more like a, a, it's like a general the way you explain it, it's like a general fitness test to make sure that you haven't like just quit or like fallen off or whatever. So it's like, hey, are you just have general fitness? But what type of shape do you have to be in the curl? Well, and that's the <laughs> like you know what I mean. I know you gotta be like flexible and not. It takes a lot of like coordination and technique. I'm not like trying to disrespect the sport, but I'm saying like it's not like you gotta be like. In top shape. Well, yeah, it's like golf. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, exactly. T- Tiger. And there's been a little bit... Now golfers are a little bit more in shape than right. they used to be. But in general, I don't know if you needed needed that. Right. And Matt will tell you, and like newer, like the up-and-coming curlers are more in shape. Right. But I think that's a lot of more like aesthetic yes. than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. They like want to like athletes. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But no one's more iconic in the curling world than Matt Hamilton. It doesn't matter how big their biceps are. You need the mustache. Right. <laughs> but also, it's um, it's not like – and I think this is overblown a little bit. And maybe Matt and the team were a little, like, chunkier when they won the gold medal. But, like, <laughs> it's not like he's, like, out of shape. He looks like a regular, normally yeah. in shape – like, nothing like – not some Adonis, but just like a regular right. in-shape person. Right, right. How many push-ups do you think he did as they counted him out? Because I mean, you probably had to do it with the recording. Like, do you Ooh. think that it's like everyone at once just doing them, or is it? No, like- I, I think it's like an individual test. Okay. Ooh. And my understanding is he didn't do well last year. Ooh. So, <laughs> so maybe he wants to make it up. Yeah. Well, he kind of just had a strategy of being just a little bit better than last. Like, he's not <laughs> trying to go crazy on this thing because then the following you got to do better than that. So mm. he's just got to raise the bar a little bit. What was his number last year? I don't know. We'll have to kind of get into all this, uh, and I, I would love to see this is, uh, a, this is a juicy you topic. and and Matt compete. Uh, we could work in Strofe, and we could work in. Uh, I can do some as well. Alex G can be a part of it because G's a you know an athlete here too with uh, the it. Radicals. So, yeah, it could be a, a little bit of fun. Maybe Brad Norman in the mix as well. So I think look, there's a, a good little uh, combine thing we can It'll run be through. Fun, yeah, let's do it. You got so, to do a pacer. Uh, I think yeah, that was one of them. Yep. Oh man, I remember the pacer in middle school. So the other part here is we it's asked. A lot of fun. Did you miss it? What? <laughs> it was just competing, man. I just took that as a. We looked at that as like, I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna win everything. I'm gonna win the sit ups. I'm gonna win the push ups. I'm gonna win the pacer. Then the pacer gets tough though towards the end. It does get tough. What was your number? I have no idea. We had a kid get to 139, and then our our teacher just cut it off. He's like, oh, stop this. I highly doubt I got that far. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can have we can have some fun with that. Now, G, we asked this, and I, I have no no uh, question at all that G could do forty fo- uh, push ups a day. Which was what did you say yesterday? Yeah. That's like a, a forty. Stand- if you could do forty straight push ups, apparently you're at a lower risk of cardiac arrest. Yeah, absolutely. No, I went to the doctor for the first time recently, yeah. like in oh, a very well, long time. Yeah, it was he was like, yeah, you should you should be coming back more. But he's like, if you just weight lift frequently, you decrease your chances of dying in like every way possible yeah. it's like oh okay good yeah, yeah I mean I do that so well, good yeah, yeah. 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 you feel better about be uh, carbon world health there too yeah yeah <laughs> so but with with that part of it uh, and let's just run through the list here uh, <laughs> of ESPN Wisconsin host that we think could do 40 straight push-ups and uh, we will start so uh, we'll start with uh, Mark Tauscher could he do 40 oh. straight push-ups right now 
Yeah, right now. He probably could muscle through 40. Okay. He could probably muscle through it. It's going to be tough. He would feel it the next day. Yeah, he well, that's the thing. You're supposed to do it every day. It. So, like, I guess it's more of a question who could do it every day for, like, a week. Because that's the point. Isn't that the yeah. point of it? You could do it every day. So. Yeah. Every day for a week? I don't know if Tosh could do it every day for a week. I'm going to let you say that. I He could throw me around. Like I just a, don't know. I think he might be able to. Well, I mean, it's not a strength thing. This is more of like an endurance. Yeah. Like, he can compete. I mean, he's a competitor, I think obviously. He, I think he'd get it done. I think he'll make himself do I think, it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. He would get it done. Yeah. He'll get it done. Will he? Not a chance. No, I don't think he's going to get it done. Jesse? Nah. <laughs> Jesse's not getting it done. Uh, we'll go Alex Strofe. No. no. Not a chance. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah, Scalzo. Yeah, he could do it. Yeah, Brust. Absolutely. I don't know if Scalzo could. Rumor has it he couldn't get through like the conditioning for Carbon World Health, just like the warm up. So this is Rutledge Hamilton. Chris could do it. I could do it. Uh, Scalzo (laughs) Brust coming up next. Hey, Matt Hamilton here. For close to 155 years, Liney's has stayed.